everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited to be here today on this winter day. We are talking about the recent Winterfest films. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm Rachel and I'm joined by two of my favorite guest uh, hosts. Uh, I'm joined by Amy Lynn Craig is here. Hey. Yes. And our very good friend Lisa is here. Hi guys. Yes. Thank you so much for joining uh, me to talk about these Winterfest movies. No problem. <laughs> for letting me come back. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm excited. How, how did you guys feel about the slate as a whole uh, after the uh, chaos that was Countdown to Christmas? How did you feel about these Winterfest movies as um, a group? I think they sounded out, they started out super strong this year, I think. Uh-huh. Like, I think, I think, like, three out of the five were, like, ones I'm going to want to watch again. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about you, Lisa? What do you think? I would say my average is a 3.5 as a whole, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that is good. Um, I actually feel really positive about them. There's really only one that I didn't like, uh, but I kind of, I was pretty stressed out when i watched it so i don't know maybe i need to watch it again but uh but really the first but really four of them i really liked quite a bit and uh, i think i think it was a pretty strong season but i've always really liked winter fest i i kind of feel like they they they're like you all that are still watching in january you're the true fans so we're gonna give you the best you're gonna reward you <laughs> well honestly I love winter themed movies. I love the snow and the cocoa stuff. But after, and no offense, Hallmark, because you know I love you. Obviously, I wouldn't be here if I was if I didn't love <laughs> you. But after a while, I get tired of the red and green, like barrage of just red and green everywhere. And so yeah. to come to Winterfest where everything's like blue toned, right, and a yeah. lot softer and like a lot calmer, I still get the winter fun, but yeah. not so much well, red and green nice. right in my face. <laughs> It's nice that they, that actually is a lot of these are set at ski resorts or mm -hmm. that kind of thing. There's actual like winter sports going on. Uh, and, and so that, you know, that's fun. Uh, it just feels uh, wintry. Uh, so yeah, I, I really, I mean, last year you had, uh, you had one winter, uh, one winter wedding, which was so good. I think Love on the Slopes was pretty solid last year. I really liked The Birthday Wish the year before. So it's been a pretty strong uh, yeah. season uh, in the past. Uh, but yeah, we had five movies that we're going to talk about. And uh, it should be pretty fun. And so, yeah, it's been an interesting you know month for me because I've been busy covering the Sundance Film Festival. And if you check over my blog, you can... Uh, find out my reviews of all of 25 films that I saw at the Sundance Film Festival. So uh, that's why I say a couple of these I was watching very tired, <laughs> but I did my best. And so it's going to be fun. The, the first one that we're going to talk about is Winter Castle. Okay. This was on the 5th of January. It starred Amelia Ullerup. Kevin McGarry, who's in two of these movies. How, how did you guys feel about the fact we got a double dose of Kevin McGarry? I was like, he got around yeah. <laughs> this season. Um, I, I, I feel like the second movie he was in could have been moved to any season. So I don't understand why mm -hmm. they had 
him in two. I don't know. It just was yeah, like they're they trying really to ramp wanted up everybody. for Hardy's man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, do you think that Let they're everybody kind know? Of, you get they're getting kind of lazy in the casting, or do you think it was just one of those things? I it probably was accidental, to be yeah. honest. Like, I yeah, I mean, I'm sure that the Hardys thing has a big part. The fact that him and Chris McNally were both in movies in January when when Falls of the Heart starts in February, and they're both new members of the cast. Uh, and but yeah, it was probably also just by chance. Uh, I didn't really care one way or another because I just kind of think the men in most Hallmark movies are kind of replaceable. Like they're they're not. I know, it's shocking. But I feel like, aside from maybe Paul Campbell, I think that they all can do a fine job. You know, like they're, they're, yeah. uh, so I was fine with it. <laughs> but, but, uh, my friend Sherry, when she found out about it, she was like, what? <laughs> she was very shocking to her. It was really funny. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so, <laughs> and then it has Megan Heffernan as the other girl in this one. And, the plot is Jenny isn't expecting to find romance at her sister's winter wedding at an ice hotel. But after meeting the best man, Craig, she is falling hard, but there's just one problem. Craig brought a plus one Lana to the venue, which might ruin Jenny's chance at love. So uh, starting with Amy, what was your overall thoughts about this movie? Um, I enjoyed it. I ignored what his name was because I personally do not like, when characters are called Craig, because that's my last name, and it's really oh, awkward. I didn't think of that. So, just because people have assumed I'm a boy before, because my last name is Craig, <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I just ignored that that was what his name is. That was, like, uh -huh. my only downfall about this movie. Oh, well, that's not much, then. Other than that, I, like, really super enjoyed it. I had a lot of logistical questions about the whole ice ice hotel thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> but other than that, like, I was solid. They had good chemistry. I think it was really cute how, like, she was, like, get up and go with the kids. I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, I, yeah. I really liked it. Uh, what about you, Lisa? What do you think? I super, super wanted to like this movie because of the setting. And uh -huh. I had the most fun with the setting. And um, honestly, um her character would just being so adventurous and don't say no to anything. I thought that was really fun, but overall I had a lot of questions and those questions led me to knock some points off. Points down. So, yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Uh, yeah. I overall enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's not one that, uh, that has stayed with me, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I do have some questions that we'll talk about. So, yeah, so the Ice Hotel is definitely a big uh, part of this movie, uh, sort of the, the big spectacle of it all. And it's an interesting thing because it's supposed to be 23 degrees in this Ice Hotel. And yet, and your breath should, you should see your breath in 23 degrees. So I was confused about why you couldn't see their breath. Right. Um. Uh, this is just from a camera standpoint. Most of the times camera, uh, depending on how like cold it is, cameras can't pick up like uh, water vapor in the air sometimes. Uh -huh. And if it's extremely cold and they don't do anything to like dye the breath or edit it, there's no way you're going to see it. Huh. And that's just like with water too. Like in most movies, if it's a heavy rain scene, they actually put white dye in the water so uh -huh. that you can see it on camera because camera can't pick up just regular water. So they dye, how do they dye your breath? 
Well, that's the thing. If it's way too cold, which it would be in the ice castle, there's no, they can't dye the breath or anything. Like, there's no way that oh. you can see it. At, at least that's how I understand it. I've taken, uh-huh. like, two film classes, so someone correct <laughs> me if I'm incorrect. No, okay? I, I know that's true about the water. I When it's raining, I know they do have to dye the, the water. But I, I never heard that. I never heard that about uh, that you couldn't see uh, people's breath in the in the film, and so that that's interesting. I yeah, I was kind of uh, curious. I mean, the ice hotel is a real thing, but yeah. would you want to stay here? What do you think, Lisa? No, it's actually I I somebody and I wish I could remember because it's on my Twitter account and I feel bad, but somebody sent me an article about the actual place because it's only about a six and a half seven hour drive from me uh-huh. and I thought yes but then I read the article and yeah you have like there are chances that you could die like in the article it says you have to take a class before you can actually spend the night there because they tell you what you can and can't do so you don't die in this hotel and I thought yeah no I could just go visit and do they have like a bar that I could just go like the slide yeah, right and maybe a couple of drinks and then I'm out yeah I don't need to sleep nice because Y'all, just real quick, the heat in my house went out this weekend. It was like uh, like 15 below wind chill here. And our house got down to like 50 degrees. And I was free. We were freezing. And I could barely stand it. And I'm like, this place is like 23. To- no, I'm out. No. Yeah, I, I, I have a question. There were no doors on any of these rooms, right? <laughs> like right. nothing. True. Well, I wouldn't be scared to bring anything with me. <laughs> That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, it would be hard to get to sleep because it's hard to, if you're cold. But then they had like fireplaces in the ice hotel, which was confusing because I'm like, how does that not just melt? Well, exactly. They, they were like, oh, there's glass. I'm like, I get it. But okay, so it's not, it's just for decoration because. If it's all encased in glass so it doesn't heat anything so nothing melts, then what is it there for? Just for me to look at? Great. <laughs> I need warmth. Oh, it's just fake. It's just a glass fireplace? Well, they were like, and I can't remember now if it was the guy in the movie that said, well, no, it's surrounded in glass. Like, it won't escape and it won't melt your room. Also, on your face. how do you go to the like, bathroom in the ice hotel? Okay. I don't know about in the movie, but I think that article mentioned where you had like an actual bathroom that you went to that was outside of the hotel. Like, oh, okay, so there's it like, was like a, a lounge slash bathroom facility. Yeah, but that just seems like a lot of effort. Like, <laughs> the whole point for me to go to a hotel is for the bare minimum of stuff because everyone else is taking care of stuff. Right, your room service. I don't want to have to yeah. go to. Yeah. Like, I could picture it being a cool place to have a wedding, but but you shouldn't have to actually stay there the night. <laughs> just it was very odd and can we talk about lana yes we'll talk definitely about lana okay so first of all though yeah so it was a fun setting it was a novel setting but it was also kind of like i would want to i would so uh but anyway i'm not i guess i'm not the most adventurous sleeper that because i have such a hard time sleeping anyway so think about the chemistry between amelia and kevin do you think they had good chemistry what do you think amy um yeah i'm questioning it i think they were cute but i don't know i wasn't really focusing on them i guess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know wait hold on that's the actors' names. 
The actor's names, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about the sister, like the sister who was getting married. Oh no, no, no! no. I was very confused for a second. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no. The two main ones had great chemistry. I was like, what? Why are we talking about the sister and her future husband? Oh, like, yeah. we hardly got anything from them. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but that but they were kind of let's talk about them for a sec because they were kind of bonkers. Because like, why if you knew that your best man, who you, I assume you know well because it's a best man, yeah. is bringing this person who like helped them through like serious tough times, and he's been kind of sort of dating for a long time. Like, first of all, it seemed like he hardly even knew that he's like, oh, he's bringing some random girl. If he's your this best man, you know. Yes. And then, Isn't that how guys kind of are though sometimes? No. Like, like really? No, I don't okay. think so. There's, there's a level of like disconnect where it's like I don't need details, but <laughs> at least you know like who someone else is dating. I mean, yeah, my husband <laughs> knows who his friends are dating. He's not like, oh no, some girl. Like, <laughs> and I think you would know who, that like, oh this wedding. Person, this person like is uh, helped me through the helped you through the the death of his wife you know like i feel like you know you would have been there you would have known her and so like it was sort of like why on earth is the sister even contemplating the idea mm -hmm. that she should be with that his that her sister should be with this guy the best man like it's so weird <laughs> like, but okay. did okay but did the sister know that he was bringing her with i feel like that was something that her fiance like omitted or forgot to tell her <laughs> like is, oh yeah by the way <laughs> but even then it was the bare minimum of information where he was like i don't know some some woman i don't know and it's like, <laughs> what it was so weird <laughs> focus yeah just really because i here's what i think i think okay when you get married there are tiers there's the top tier and then the middle tier and then the bottom tier and you right, gotta have right, all these right. people in your bridal party and it's kind of stressful because you're like, I don't know who to pick. And me personally, I just had my friends, but I know people struggle with this. And so I'm wondering if he went, down, this groom went down his list of friends and kept getting Ice Castle. No. And then he finally got down to Kevin, who he worked with like in accounting or something and was like, Kevin, you want to be my best man? Ice Castle. And he's like, sweet. I got to oh, get yeah. out and do something. So it's a good theory it, that that is a good theory I, mean, I was like what and i mean the the kevin mcgarry character like he what i just don't understand his like how can he possibly be that clueless about this woman who has seen him through all of these hard trials is you know wanting to go on this basically this their there you know this weekend together and they have that kind of i thought sort of a little bit intimate moment in the hallway when he's saying goodbye you know or whatever mm -hmm. uh and it, it, he almost sort of kisses her a little bit and i was like he's sending major signals like mm -hmm. i mean how could he she's super close to his daughter like it 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 defies logic that he wouldn't be like very well aware that this is a big deal to bring her on this trip but his attitude seemed to be oh whatever you know she just wanted to come and i i had a plus one so why not you know like what i feel like he was so oblivious yeah that like i was like his obliviousness was like 14 year old boy level yeah i agree <laughs> Wait, she likes 
no way. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about Lana, but like, so what did we think about Amelia and her like storytelling? That was a big theme of Winterfest, oddly enough, was like writers. Mm. Almost every (laughs) almost every movie included some kind of writer. Um, and so she is like this storyteller. And I have to admit, like, it was kind of cute because she's adorable, Amelia, but Mm -hmm. I thought it was also very strange. Like I, I was joking with uh, with Julie Sherman Wolf. I was like, "Do you just like randomly burst into storytelling, like to entertain the children in your life?" Like, like it was, it was a little over the top. <laughs> she like yeah. really this, this, uh, this a uh, great legend in the middle of lunch. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. It was funny to me. I don't know. Do, would you she wanna... barely knew? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and. Would you want to buy her in her fantasy novels? <laughs> I guess no. Sure, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it was just really funny. You're sitting down and weaving. She's quite good at weaving all these yarns uh, at a drop of a hat. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and she develops this really close relationship with the daughter. Yeah. Which uh is is i don't know it's kind of interesting i mean it was fine i guess the little girl was cute and uh you figured that the little girl must really not like lana very much (laughs) she was like very quickly like no dad you need to be with this other woman well i was under the impression that um jenny or the character jenny was more like her mother uh, and yeah. Lana was nothing like her mother, and that's why she gravitated more towards mm-hmm. Jenny than Lana. Yeah, she was sort of more child, childlike. Yeah. So yeah, so Lana, she. <laughs> do we all feel super bad for Lana? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Justice for Lana. What did she yeah. do wrong, other no. than ask for an extra blanket in an ice hotel? How <laughs> yeah, right. so dare she? uh yeah she uh i mean she even gets the dress for her for the little girl she uh she has her song which was really unusual for like that kind of character and i don't know i i think that uh that maybe they were just like she's a good singer so we're just gonna have her sing yeah, she was an incredible singer, but yeah, that moment was, was just so awkward. And he's, I was so her, like, he's super into her, and I'm like, what is happening? Is he <laughs> like, I, I want, like, stay with Lana. Then, I mean, Lana, my girl, bought last minute airfare to a place <laughs> that she didn't even know for a wedding of people she didn't know and did all this. And hello, Lana. But yeah, but he seems to think that means nothing. That he's just like, oh, we're just friends. We're just hanging out. Like, oh. friends, schmins. This credit card bill is going to be high, dude. I, know. And mm-hmm. I need at least a couple of dinners with you. Yeah, a couple yeah. of dates. Um, <laughs> yeah, it oh, kind of reminded me of Dear Santa with uh, with Amy Acker, uh, and he has the same kind of a thing with his he he had lost his wife and he has this woman in his life who has helped him through everything um but she's kind of portrayed as this sort of almost like a gold digger sort of uh but then there's the effervescent amy acker who comes in and is the true 
uh, true love. <laughs> you know, the other girls portrayed as this kind of shrew, but she's actually really not to be break it down. <laughs> um, but anyway, that made me think of that. Yeah, I mean, they had some fun little like activities that they went on, like the um, snowshoeing, and then the doing the maple syrup art was kind of weird and fun. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of the Canadian Ice Festival where they do that, like they do the maple pop things uh uh-huh. because i love uh i love uh maple syrup so that would be delicious um and so there were a lot of i thought fun moments and they were cute and i thought what did you guys think of the wedding <laughs> um there wasn't a lot of people there yeah no but, but, i mean there were all of a sudden like guests which i don't understand where the extra guests come from because as far as i saw it was the bridegroom parents and you know the best man and then all of a sudden there was like six other people in there well, i don't know who they were but <laughs> but they had like uh that's true i guess but they had like these sort of like uh you look like um some kind of leather pen or something like yeah leather yeah. over the blocks and uh um i thought it like and she had she had a uh fake uh flower bouquet um but i thought it looked pretty romantic and uh it was a i thought it was a pretty nice hallmark wedding um and at least she wasn't too much of a bridezilla no she was pretty she was pretty average and And, oh i lost my veil oh okay well (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, and she had the um the the flower uh hat mm-hmm. on her veil, yes. the crown uh, that she had made. Um, that was that was definitely fake, but it looked pre- it looked pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was I thought pleasant. I enjoyed the wedding, and uh the setting was fun for the ice hotel. And I like. I mean, honestly, I tweeted out that I thought that. Uh, kevin mcgarry was distractingly handsome in the movie like every time i saw i was just like i can't focus on the story because you're so good looking and uh, so <laughs> he was very dreamy i think sorry and so yeah i mean and i did uh yeah we all agree on lana so overall it was it it was enjoyable enough i thought i i had a good time watching it um so uh, how many crowns would you give winter castle amy okay well i had it at a 3.5 but this whole conversation just changed my opinion about it so it's a two now whoa (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm gonna come out this year just like really lowballing all the movies (laughs) so oh no (laughs) um you know i i i would give it a 3.25 okay what about you lisa that's what I gave it. This is yeah, yeah. I had fun with it. Yeah, I just had a lot enjoyable. of questions. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it was fun. So, all right. Uh, let's talk about One Winter Proposal. Yeah. So, this is our sequel to One Winter Weekend. We all agree One, one Winter Weekend was great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was so good. And uh, so the plot, this of course has our returning. This is on the twelfth. It has Taylor Colt, Jack Turner, Rakia Bernard, Deshwain Williams, and it's Kara and Ben are back in the sequel to One Winter Weekend, visiting the resort to rekindle their love. The two bring along Megan and Sean and hope they can also find a spark. During the trip, Kara discovers a receipt from a jewelry store 
but it might not be the engagement ring she's hoping for. So that's sort of the setup. And uh, yeah, so how did this live up to one winter weekend for you, Lisa? What do you think? I think I just was so excited to see all of them together again that I had a blast watching this movie. I had one huge problem with it, but it wasn't enough to like make me hate it. I had a lot of fun with it. I didn't get to watch it live, Uh but when I did watch it, did I cry? Yes, I did. did (laughs) Yes. Uh, What about you, Amy? What do you think? This movie like exceeded expectations for me. I don't know. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like kind of I don't know I wasn't expecting it to be good <laughs> I was <laughs> expecting a big breakup honestly where half the movie yeah. was them trying to get back together and oh trying to yeah together. like yeah. I had one big problem with it too but other than that like I was pretty happy so yeah uh-huh. cool yeah. yeah I loved this movie I thought it was great I I think the addition of Ethan's Ethan played by Cardi Wong maybe even made it even better to me than the first one because he was so great and i i love him so much and i don't i have one big sort of bone to pick with it i guess but other than that i thought it was great and so i was very thrilled with it and uh so starting out did you buy that megan and sean would have lost touch the way that they did did that feel feel authentic no okay it was goofy um, it kind of mm, I guess it just depends because like yeah I kind of bought it though because I was like he because they had such different jobs and like coming from a vacation setting to like real life setting I could see them like playing phone tag for months and then finally just giving up yeah I think that's what they were trying to say is that like what's perfect to kind of in this uh, sort of vacation world when you get back to real life uh kind of sometimes doesn't work out but uh but yeah i mean i guess i bought it enough for it to not be a huge stumbling block for me but i but yeah i mean it it, uh it would have been nice i guess to have known they tried a little bit harder (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like what how did you because they had such chemistry um but i don't know i didn't buy it because they're all friends uh-huh. weren't ben and sean friends before this like dffs yeah. and weren't megan and kara like bffs and you're telling me in a whole year none of them ever got to like they didn't go out to dinner Until together the year's party. they didn't go out to like a movie like hey oh i'm going yeah. with sean call and see if megan can go right. really yeah Anyone? that's a good yeah. point yeah that's a good okay. point yeah it seems a little questionable yeah but um uh so did you guys like ethan as much as i did cardi wong character yes oh my gosh <laughs> he, gets, he deserves to be a leading man someday yes i we'll talk about lara miata in winter love story but i got to interview her and i interviewed cardi and i think they should make a movie with them do as the leads they would be so good yes yeah (laughs) oh my gosh it'd be so cute i don't know why cardi wong for some reason i always go oh my god he's so adorable (laughs) he's such a great guy and a good actor i think and i think that would be really because she's great too and uh 
So anyway, uh, but yeah, did you like him, Lisa? Were you? <laughs> I did, and I was pretty much pumped. Like that was like the first thing that we saw. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, it's like, yes, hit me with all of this goodness because I really, I guess I didn't realize who's going to be in the movie. So when I, you know, I didn't live yeah. tweet or anything. So when right. I first turned, I was like, what? oh my god, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was just so great in like just kind of pushing her out of her comfort zone and kind of pushing her towards uh towards and uh, kind of not necessarily just pointing out to her like you were really look how happy you were in this when you were with sean look how what like like you because you would try to write it off as oh like oh we're just this is just business or whatever we were just hanging out we were just skiing and he'd be like uh yeah no not so much look at these pictures <laughs> i took <laughs> i I enjoyed that, like, so he wasn't a conflict point. I enjoyed yeah. that, like, right away, as soon as they got to the cabin, he, she, he was, like, someone asked him, and he was, like, oh, yeah, yeah my, my girlfriend's a teacher. Like, that right away got taken yeah. care of, so there wasn't, like, any problem there. I was yeah. very happy with that. I agree. I agree. He was really fun. And uh, so you have kind of this plot of Ben introducing this new snowboard called Charmed. That doesn't sound like a very good snowboard name to me. Uh, the design on that board that graphic design i mean <laughs> i mean I, I just feel like from what i know about snowboarders they're a little bit more sort of rugged <laughs> like, yeah like i don't know rugged's not the right word because that sounds like a cowboy but like they're they're not charmed <laughs> yeah. snowboarding to me like, <laughs> i forget what his name no, was. i died the first one but yeah it's like are you selling these snowboards to 11 year old girls like that's genius yeah and the design looked like someone had made it on like pick collage or something like some like random iphone app i was a little like i almost fell off the couch i was like what okay hallmark if you're listening i'm available i will make mock-ups all day long yeah it's like we got photoshop come on man that's right. I will illustrate the business out of it. Just hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, Kara is uh, expecting, she has kind of two things going on in her life. She's expecting that Ben is going to propose to her any day, uh, but she's also working on her book, and her her publisher wanted her to change the ending of her book, so she did, but Ben sees that she changed it from he he sees them as being the analogous to her and him in the characters in her book and they she changed it from them getting together and getting I guess engaged in the book to not getting together and so he's thinking oh she doesn't want me to propose uh what did y'all think of that (laughs) I I thought hey let's have a conversation here guys (laughs) that's it <laughs> uh, it was it was fine for me it was cute enough i uh i i guess yeah you so much of romantic comedy conflict you can just talk it out and uh, <laughs> have a little nice lunch and talk it out but whatever they kept miscommunicating and uh so yeah he's all worried that she uh is 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 not as invested and she kind of she made her book worse uh by by listening but not not going with her heart <laughs> instead of going with what the publisher said i don't know what do you think lisa of that 
honestly, my biggest concern was the fact that she got a full mock-up in a hardback with a dust jacket and she still wasn't sure about the ending of the book and i'm thinking ma'am that's true how is this possible not only that but it was literally sent out to critics or at least eight to review yes okay i used to go to and i used to get a you know arcs all the time and some of them were just cardboard covers that just said the title and author and potential release date there was no art no nothing and i still read it and i'm just thinking what is happening who and so i was more focused on that i just i couldn't (laughs) stop thinking like how is she changing it now it's already been mocked up they've already sent it for reviewing like yeah Yeah. and so his whole like this could be us i thought that was kind of silly but i didn't pay attention to it that much yeah I mean, it worked for me well enough, but it is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. But um, <laughs> but uh, she finds a receipt to a jewelry store, and so she thinks that he's going to propose. But then she's like waiting, and why doesn't he propose? And uh, and then uh, he is mad at her because she spoiled the surprise of the proposal. <laughs> we, Lisa, did you, was your proposal a surprise or did you know basically it was coming? I had zero idea and I honestly thought we walked in on somebody else's proposal and I got nervous and now I thought we had to leave because oh, no. I was about like because I picked up the ring box and I was like oh my god oh my god and I was like is anybody looking because I thought somebody at any moment was going to start shouting what are you doing and I was panicking and then I finally looked down and there's my boyfriend at the time actually on a knee and I was like oh oh yeah oh this is happening to me right now hi uh, yeah Uh, Yeah. um, thinks it's hilarious he's like like, seriously (laughs) um I had no idea that's funny someone I know I'm not gonna say who but Uh someone I know they found the ring like a week before in his jacket pocket and he was like carrying it around with him so she totally knew (laughs) i would want to know because i am not i'm not a great with surprises it's too overwhelming for me i would rather just i would rather know (laughs) but anyway so uh so there's all of that also there's a subplot with megan uh and sean and his niece and i thought that was really cute they they go to trivia night and the three of them yeah. are like amazing at trivia and she wins the tiniest trophy ever and yeah. it's so cute though it was really cute i liked that girl playing the niece she was very yeah. cute she did a good job and so that was fun and i feel like that girl the whole time was kind of just like i want this to be my aunt like wink wink nudge nudge like come on <laughs> yeah, uncle yeah, like yeah, yeah. let's get it down <laughs> yes and uh, then also you have Kara becoming friends with this woman Lisa who is, doesn't know how to snowboard very well and so she gives him I mean, she gives her one of his charmed <laughs> snowboards and it makes all the difference and <laughs> gives her some tips or whatever and so this encourages the investor guy to invest in the snowboards because uh, he sees his wife out there with the snowboard and uh so he so that's that was kind of random but whatever it worked and uh, so yeah they I mean they have some conflict some miscommunication but nothing like too bad there's no point where they're like 
really breaking up. So it didn't yeah. bother me too much compared to like, let's say the second All of My Heart movie, you know, where they're actually breaking up, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but then we get this proposal scene and this was epic Hallmark here. This I thought was just great. They they spend the money on the Christina Perry song from Twilight. Like, <laughs> I was so emotional about it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's from Twilight. They're going to be together forever. Yeah. A thousand years. And I, I mean, it's just their vows. Like, it wasn't vows, but just what they said was so sweet. And, you know, when she's saying the one thing you do surprise me is by how great you are every day that was so cute and he looked so handsome in his tux and everything you don't see that many tuxes in hallmark Mm-mm. a lot of times they're like more relaxed so that was that was handsome and uh, that proposal scene was a huge win for me it was great mm-hmm. I yeah. Yeah. yeah yes um my only real qualm with the movie uh was i was irritated that they did not give megan and sean a kiss that they ended with them with a near kiss and we didn't get a real like that was kind of irritating to me like why if they're if they have decided that they're going to be together and they're going to really make it work this time why not let it let them end with a kiss why do we have to have an ear kiss for them that was annoying to me because there has to be another movie rachel <laughs> okay. i i do sure. think we need a one winter wedding for sure yeah well that was yeah. my beef too is that they didn't let megan and sean kiss and so yes. now my thing is okay give me one winter wedding but i only need 20 minutes of kara and um ben what's his name ben getting married and then they can go on their honeymoon and then the last 90 minutes you know, right. with commercials and everything, can be Megan and Sean. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. And then at the I don't need the whole wedding planning. Oh my gosh, we're gonna call off the engagement. Oh my gosh, I gotta hurry because you know these these snowboards need to be ready, and I can't focus on the wedding. Well, my book's important. I don't need all that. Listen, Hallmark, I don't need all that. So like, you know what would be really fun though is if it was sort of a a surprise that uh all this that the end is actually surprise two winter weddings that would be okay give me all that then i was thinking that yeah they could have the wedding in like the first 20 minutes and then it's all about them and then at the end like they're on vacation for like a month or something or like it goes a little bit longer for the whole winter or something and then at the end of it she gets a call from what is it ben is with who kara Kara and gets a call from Kara and is like, I'm having a baby. So then the next oh. winter is one winter baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm on. I'm on I'm on board. I loved this movie. I thought it was great. And I I won't even lie how many times I watched that proposal scene because it was amazing. So I am going to give this 4.75. Oh, <gasps> that's high (laughs) yeah i mean i I, if it wasn't when it was so early i i i don't know like the little things about like naming the snowboard charmed like that doesn't really impact and but i mean i guess if they'd had the kiss then i could maybe give it a perfect score but i thought it was pretty close to perfect i mean it was all the acting was really good they had ethan being amazing they had i don't know i loved it i thought it was in that that proposal scene was amazing so 4.75 for me i'm sticking with it (laughs) yeah lisa what about you i gave it four crowns because 
that non-kiss was yeah. a full crown for me yeah I, I can understand that what about you amy i give it 3.5 just strictly because i was like come on communications mm. we can fix all of it <laughs> fair <laughs> enough and then we would have had time for them the other couple to kiss so yeah true. come on <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, technically, kissing and near kissing take the same amount of time. <laughs> That's not a time issue. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so next we had uh, a winter princess, and this this star, this is on the 18th, stars Natalie Hall, Chris McNally, and Brendan Zub, Zub, Brendan Zub, and Casey Manderson, and Carly, an undercover princess, needs to plan a ski retreat, 50th anniversary party with the owner's handsome brother, Ben. Uh, so this movie, here's my opinion about this movie. This movie, by all like nuts and bolts kind of thing, uh, is terrible. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. I mean, the story isn't great. The, the, the plot makes no sense. The, the, I mean, the acting, I guess, is fine, but it's very over the top very silly um but here's why i think it works and i enjoyed it is because i feel like this movie is kind of there's sort of an inside baseball thing i think to this movie i think this movie knows this is the eighth hallmark princess movie we've seen in just over a year and i felt like a lot of what it was doing was kind of maybe i'm giving it too much credit and that's very possible but i felt like a lot of the kind of things were just sort of it was borderline parody almost to a point of these christmas i mean these princess movies to me there were so many things that were so silly that it made me laugh and i thought were 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 very funny uh and so it was i don't know i i felt like they were leaning in to all of those sort of tropes and stereotypes and the 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 insanity <laughs> um of it all uh and so i actually did end up <laughs> enjoying it but i could never defend it as an actual good movie but i felt like it was kind of made for hallmark fans only <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that makes sense but what did you think of it amy um i was so like how did no one figure out she was a princess <laughs> yeah, like it's ridiculous this whole thing was ridiculous her brother pissed me off the other guy i was oh! like who are you and i'm just it just it, i was oh i just hit the table really <laughs> i was just like no it doesn't make any sense at least the two of them look cute together other than that i was like uh -huh. this is this is boring can uh -huh. we are we done yet <laughs> what what did what did you think lisa well chris mcnally has amazing hair oh my gosh that's what i have to say about this movie <laughs> is that he must rinse his hair with like unicorn tears or something <laughs> because every single scene that what he was in i just I couldn't stop staring at it. It looks yeah. so soft. And I don't mean this in a pervy way because I'm an old married lady, but I would love to just brush his hair. I bet it's <laughs> just like doll hair. Yeah. Okay, anyways. But and the actual dimples. Movie, oh my gosh, he's the cutest yeah, dimples. It's ridiculous. Like is isn't fair at all. But yeah. like as a movie, I really have zero interest in planning movies. Uh -huh. things that just oh, yeah. planned and none of it's interesting to me so the whole planning this party for uh -huh. two hours was and the fact that 
she had a whole Kevin Costner non-accent thing going. Really, <laughs> it was absurd. It, and it was, they tried to claim that oh well, I went to American uh, American boarding school, and I'm like that doesn't change, especially when you're actually around your family. <laughs> Like yeah, if you're like, actually like, like a southern thing going on, and I'm thinking, what? And then, okay, I saw the preview photos where Casey Anderson was in the background, which led me to be like, maybe this movie won't be so bad. And this dude showed up and opened his mouth, and an accent came out, and I died of heavenly bliss. It was amazing. It was so him funny. I that accent killed me. I was in such Casey Anderson heaven. I don't him, care how bad it was. Yeah. It was awesome. Him and Brendan Zoob, I thought were hilarious. Like, yes, me, at least I felt like it was so over the top that they that that it was it was meant to be funny. I think that it they was perfection that it was a conscious choice to be yes. very silly. And yeah, you were I so no, I loved it. I thought that Casey Madison and Brendan Zoob were hilarious. They were so ridiculous. I mean, this thing was like a half a hair away from being like a Saturday Night Live parody. <laughs> like, it was so absurd that it was kind of enjoyable on that level to yeah. me. I uh, just really like them. Yeah. Her, yeah, they were the best. I could have used way more scenes with the two of them. Uh, and they, what was wrong with Prince Emil? Yeah, he was so funny. Oh my gosh. I, I Maybe it's just because I've interviewed both of them, so I have an affection for them, but I just thought they were so silly, and it was very funny to me. Um, and I thought that her dad was uh, was also, like, really just such an archetype of the type of, you know, British dads. And uh, <laughs> it was just hilarious and great and sweet. And they did have some sweet moments. And I just, there were just so many bonkers parts of this movie. Like, I just love the fact that they have this giant uh, lodge just sitting there. Like, what was wrong? I guess the, 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 the parking lot was wrong. I don't know what was wrong with that lodge, but that was sure convenient for this party. Yeah. And they weren't using, but were like, that was crazy. And uh, <laughs> just the... I don't know. It was just, it was nuts. This movie was bonkers. She's mad at uh, the Chris McNally character for exposing her, but it's like how uh, this is a world with Google. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what? like, is this a really remote destination? Like, feel like it was that remote. Uh, I mean, and they're able to get all these new people to come out to this party and I mean, if I if I was a princess and really wanted people to come out to my party, I think you could just make it a princess party. If you don't come out. Like what? So, I guess I my thing know. on that was if somebody told me right now that there was an event happening and the main special featured guest was a princess of a country I never heard of, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and like, it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't be a big draw for me to come and see a real yeah. life princess. But, but like, it would be for cool. enough people, though, to, like, get, I think, people there. Mm. Um, but evidently, I mean, her family, they're, like, <laughs> it's like Harry, Prince Harry. And, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really defend it too much. I just thought it was insane. And uh, <laughs> her dress was pretty. I thought she looked pretty at the end. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'd give it 
give this one 2.75 grounds. Rachel, do we have the same brain tonight? Because that's <laughs> what I did too. Oh, there you go. Stop. Uh, and most of that is for Casey Anderson and Brendan. Exactly. <laughs> Casey Anderson and making me laugh here. really hard. Uh, yeah. Amy, what are you give it? Uh, two point five, and I'm gonna say like most of that is just for Chris McNally's hair. He's yeah. like, the, yeah, he's like the McDreamy of Hallmark. Yeah, like yeah, he's he is so <laughs> handsome. Woo! All right, let's talk about winter love story. Okay, so this is with Kevin McGarry again, and he's basically a co-lead in this one with Jen Lilly, and they as. Uh, the the little write-up is cassie is having problems selling her first novel so she teams up with fellow author elliot to help her out although she expected to sell more copies what she didn't expect was to fall in love <laughs> um so this movie my overall thoughts about this one is i really enjoyed it i thought it was it was pretty well written i liked sort of the back and forth between kevin McG kevin mcgarry and jen lily i i liked the writing part of this better than the writing part in winter castle I, I i thought like there are two different styles of books and and doing these book signings and stuff like that was kind of fun it's probably ridiculous but i liked lara miata a lot as her publicist i liked her best friend uh becca the coffee shop owner i thought the the they were fun uh i was a little bit confused by her by the way they portrayed her mother because it seemed like her mother was nothing but super duper great and super like warm and loving and kind and i felt like they kept wanting us to kind of judge her as this harsh character and i didn't quite get it what she'd done uh that was worthy of any of that so that was strange but overall i mean there was some frustrating moments uh especially towards the end but i i, I thought it was a pretty solid little uh, romantic comedy and i really like bungie the dog so <laughs> so lisa what do you think of this um you know I, the one thing i kept thinking that this movie was was cozy like uh, yeah, the whole thing good. just felt like so cozy and i had some problems with it too um mainly the big conflict at the end i thought yeah. was rather goofy um but i thought it was really funny i love jen lily when she's at in her more comedic roles i just i think she pulls it off really well i thought Kevin McGarry I thought this character I enjoyed this his character Elliot in this one more than I did his character in Winter Castle um and honestly I was super super excited to see those book cover designs that they weren't just like you know clip art they were actually really good book cover designs I was excited <laughs> to see it so, yeah. There you go. yeah um what do you think Amy what do you think of it this was my favorite of all, like, the new yeah, ones. Yeah. This was my favorite, ex excluding movies and mysteries, but this was my favorite so far in 2019, and I love their chemistry. I love the dog. I love the writing aspect. Mm -hmm. I just thought that he looks so good in glasses. Oh, and yes. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I just, I love it. And it was like kind of a road trip movie and kind of like a, a book writing movie. And it kind of just had like so many aspects of the things yeah. I love. Yeah. And it, it, oh, it so which, so much. which book would you rather read? Dragon's Lair or My Heartbreak Year? Uh, Dragon's Lair. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lisa? Agreed. Dragon's Lair. I would actually, I, 
I, I, I'm not a fantasy, especially in books. I think fantasy books are so boring. So I would probably read my heartbreak year. <laughs> but, but it is kind of a strange combination of authors to put together for a book tour. And I'm pretty sure that's not how book tours work. In, in that, my sister's a published <laughs> novelist. So I, I mean, a writer. So I'll have to ask her about that. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure they don't do this. But um, yeah, they end up having to share the cabin together. And that scene is that whole like kind of part is is really cute. Uh, when, you know, he gives her the, the kind of the nicer room. And then he has Bungie there. And Bungie was the cutest dog. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. so cute. So cute. Did you guys struggle with the portrayal of her mother at all? Like I did? Um, oh, I a little bit because I was I was kind of like I understood why she didn't want to promote that her mother was who she was but at the same time I kind of feel like maybe she made a little bit too big of a deal out of it and also her mom was kind of acting weird about it I, I think it was just like a kind of like a rocky-ish relationship yeah it was weird because she portrayed it as a rock but rocky relationship but everything i saw she was like super loving and kind and i was just kind of like i don't understand this dynamic really uh it was weird to me but i guess she maybe felt intimidated by her mother in some way intimidated by her mother's success but i don't know i thought it was an odd uh i felt like they needed like one more scene between the two of them yeah of to kind of flesh that out a little bit more and maybe something got cut <laughs> but but i agree with you i think that jen lily is really great at playing like uh, sort of the panicking scenes when she's freaking out she's really good at that <laughs> uh i you is know that a good she, freak out face? yes like the whole scene where they're on like uh the morning show uh <laughs> the whole time i'm thinking i wonder if this is what it's like on home and family <laughs> so uh, you know, he has this relationship with his ex. The ex broke his heart, but they still share the dog. But he, he did, it's, he sure did make it seem like more than yeah. just, just sharing the dog. Like, it seemed like he was, it, it seemed like he was maybe interested in her or, like, I can understand why the Jen Lily character why she had that idea that he was getting back together with his ex the problem is that she didn't ask him about that you know and and yeah and just kind of all of a sudden pretended to not um be interested in him anymore and was all sad <laughs> um but i i i did like that little surprise party that they had for her because i think that's the best way to do a surprise party because uh it's just like a random surprise party because if it's if it's something where people are like oh nobody's remembering my birthday i'm really sad i feel like that with that <laughs> surprise, surprise party that's not very good i don't like that but like if it's just sort of here's an unexpected party that you didn't even think you were going to get then that's a nice surprise yeah you see what i'm saying yeah so that was fun i like that it kind of got her boosted her spirit uh and uh helped her to kind of keep going and then we get this whole thing where they they get her to come to his awards ceremony and uh he's giving his speech 
and she's convinced that he's uh you know he thinks he thinks his ex and he thinks that that's it they're they're back together so she leaves the party and you know you're the whole time you're just like what are you doing just at least hear him out like finish the i don't know that was it was frustrating that scene mm-hmm. yeah about it. i i i don't understand and this happens a lot in hallmark movies and it happened in which we'll talk about when we get to snow coming but i guess i don't understand people getting up and leaving work events or mm-hmm. um events just getting up and walking out like you're there probably in a professional capacity and you can't find it within yourself to hold on for 60 more minutes until this thing is over and just even though your emotions are crazy inside just kind of hold on keep your professional face on when you're done once you get in your car let it all out but i really really hate showing emotion in public so maybe that's just my side of that talking i'm super stoic outside of my house uh-huh. and so the fact that some of these people just break down and just dramatically get up and that room had like 12 people in it, and she was sitting in the middle and she yeah. sure did stand up and walk out in the middle of a speech and i'm thinking honey no like Ooh. in that situation at least personally i would have pretended i was feeling sick like I wouldn't have just gotten up and walked out. I would have oh, been like yeah. not feeling well, yeah. like held my stomach, like at least pretended that there was a problem uh-huh. other than being angry. <laughs> Girl, just check you out your phone, don't make eye contact, wait for a speech to be over, yeah. and then excuse yourself to the restroom. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, you can always just yeah, have your face in your phone <laughs> in awkward situations these days. Yeah. Yes. Uh so i agree that was kind of lame but whatever i i was willing to forgive it i guess i really liked the whole ending with the news conference i i thought it felt a lot like uh notting hill to me yes you know the ending of notting hill when he's yes. uh, <laughs> he's, like, uh, he's in the crowd asking questions and and uh she uh he says well the readers of horse and hound will be very glad to hear <laughs> and it was kind of similar here where he starts asking her questions and do you do you how do you feel about them saying they that we don't always get an i love you at the end of these Mm -hmm. movies we got an i love you with this how did you feel about that too soon too soon really i don't know how that works really i'm too young so (laughs) I was fine with it, but I I know that they have been trying to so, sort of step away from that and have it just be, I'm so excited to start dating or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, they had really good chemistry, I thought. And uh, so I was okay with it. It was really cute. And uh, it's too bad we didn't get a montage like we get in Notting Hill at the end. Yeah. You know? Right. See. <laughs> I really want a sequel where they're like on their next book tour, but it's like a romance book about like a kingdom and they write it together oh my gosh that'd be good that'd be good and like oh, that would be cute yeah and like they have another dog that's like their second child or something it'd be nice. yeah Aww. yeah that yeah. oh yes they can get a match for bungee that would be yeah. so oh good like, yes good idea all right well how many crowns would you give this one amy four point seven whoa look at that oh my gosh i want it on dvd (laughs) uh so lisa what about you 
I gave it 4.25 and I minus the 0.75 because they only showed Elliot in those glasses for one scene. Oh, one. Good point. Yeah. They didn't even, even bring those back. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> hello. Is it, is it tip to when calls the heart, get Kevin McGarry glasses. <laughs> I mean, they're going to tease us right at the beginning and make you think that he's a writer with these awesome glasses, which yeah. he looked amazing in. Yeah, and did. then we never saw them again. That's very true. Shenanigans. That's, <laughs> um, so I, hmm, what do I want to give it? I will give it a. 4.5 i'll go right in between the two i really enjoyed it i thought it was a very fun movie uh so all right last one we have snow coming so this stars lindy booth and uh and uh trevor donovan this is on the 26th i watched this in the like heart of sundance coverage so <laughs> it was interesting uh so high school sweethearts samantha and jake reunite at their old zombie grounds at a holiday event called the snowball they discover they're both still very much in love, but Jake might spoil their romance once again when he's forced to leave town for his job. So this movie, I, I was not very high on, to be honest. And like I said, it was kind of a stressful time, but I just felt like the story was so thin. There was just almost no conflict between these two people. It was so obvious that they were in love the whole time. So there, there was just, there was very little like, really keeping them apart and i thought that the resolution with him he supposedly just played in the big game in the super bowl i guess mm -hmm. um and yet he's going to retire uh, even though he's just played in the big game uh because of like overall aches and pains or something like what and it's like quarterbacks can play like well into their 40s like this yeah. is not what what'd you say i said yeah oh yeah anyway Yes. And, uh, and like the idea that he would go from being a professional football player to being a high school, <laughs> high school football coach is so absurd. And, uh, so yeah, that I, I just, I just felt there was nothing here. It was just very bland, but I thought that Trevor Donovan and Lindy Booth were really great and they made it way better than it had any right to be. And I thought they did actually have nice chemistry together. And, but yeah, I just, there just wasn't a story here for me. Uh, they tried to have conflict, I guess, with the Pauline Egan character, the news, but that wasn't, she was just reporting. I don't know. There wasn't really conflict. It was just like her being scared that he would, he, he would not be part of the, town or he would leave her but they it, it was weird but but anyway uh so yeah i was pretty bland on it but what did you think of it amy um i'm just gonna let you know i don't know what happened at the end because i fell asleep halfway through this movie yeah, yeah. that was how riveting it was <laughs> um on it just like i love both yeah. the actor and the actress but honestly this movie bored me to tears yeah it was yeah I, I agree. What do you think, uh, Lisa? Well, I did not have a lot of hopes for this just because in general, sports movies usually bother me, but sports movies made for television usually bother me way more because there's a lot of times not a lot of research done. And yeah. a little background, my dad was our high school head baseball coach and slash 
football coach. I mean, he wasn't the head football coach, but he was one of the football coaches on varsity. And my sister was a coach. I was an athletic trainer for over 20 years. Like there's a lot of sports that happened in my family. So especially football, I was on a sideline for about 20 years straight. So when I see football movies, I start getting like, because I'm like, what are they going to be portray? That's ridiculous. But this one luckily didn't actually portray a lot of football. So I kind of looked beyond it. And um, the dad, Ed, um, I always say his name wrong, and I'm sorry. The Theisman? Um, no, not oh, Marinara. Marinara. Yes. And yeah. um, he reminded me of my dad oh. as a coach. And so that was really sweet. And so I connected with that a lot, especially being a coach's daughter. I super, like, related to that. Um, uh-huh. But my question was, like you said, Jake played in the big game. Now, what big game? Are we talking Super Bowl here, or are we talking like they got out in the playoffs? Because depending on that, that means that this is around January or February because the mm-hmm. Super Bowl just happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means that her dad is retiring in the middle of a school year. Uh, what? Like, yeah, semester? That, that was weird, like, too. Why are they letting him retire? And then he's also a teacher? Well, okay. and also, why would you have snow coming for, like, you don't have... What is snow coming? Because there's homecoming. Yeah, I, That's in the fall. That's yeah. okay. From what I remember from high school, snow coming was basically like winter formal and it happened like end of January, early February. And that was normally like the non formal but kind of formal dance. Okay. Because this is the first I'd ever heard of it. And yeah. I'm thinking, why is he retiring in the middle? You can't wait. Because if, it, okay, let's say conservatively it's the end of January. And school gets out Mayish. You can't wait four more months. Yeah, that was weird. The uh, yeah. Um, do the yeah. alumni come back for snow coming, like they do for homecoming? Your um, school? it depends. At my school, they did because it was basketball season, and we were more we were better at basketball than football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the football point, um, my dad was a football coach for a very long time, and I know that teachers who are a sport like a football coach will normally retire from the sport in January so that when they do spring training they're with the new coach but they'll stay on as a teacher for the rest of the school year right that's what I'm saying like they're so you will know the coach's daughter thing you get it and it it was very odd I'm like who does this like really okay but and then um the whole planning thing I, I I just had a had a problem. It was more planning stuff. It was just, it just all seemed like odd. Like stuff was just, just thrown together. And I just, I didn't understand that like, part of The it. main it's- conflict was that he had left her for the snowball to go and be a football player or something. Is that what happened? I couldn't actually figure out and what so, it was like, that. He decides to not, he decides to not go to the meeting uh, because and he, because he doesn't want to leave her at the snowball again. He doesn't want to stand her up again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, it was just such. It was just such weak sauce. It was just not enough conflict. It was oh, not like, enough. Like it, she was so upset about for all yeah, of these years. All these years. Go to the dance. Pretty much, yeah. And she I'm was like, upset about it. Girl, <laughs> it's been a while. Like you guys are adults now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> And there was the whole thing with her, uh, like her publishing company wanting her to not publish young adult novels. What? Oh my God. I forgot she, she was a writer. If she had really developed all these relationships with all these young adult 
novels and they're like no we want you to work on cookbooks instead that makes no sense like what? <laughs> i mean uh, unless you've got uh, bobby flay and uh, like, maybe in your camp i guess maybe work on the cookbook but like young adult novels that's like where it's at if she has i mean that that was bonkers that was ridiculous well, and, and how did she get a job as a librarian without a library science degree yeah like, i don't know that woman was just like come be the librarian i'm like really because my <laughs> husband is actually in grad school right now to get his library yeah. science degree and he can't I think get like the, only, like the only way that can happen now is if you're grandfathered in like you were a librarian like 30 years ago <laughs> and also he was he like learned. didn't you know i totally majored in education and i'm thinking you can't just like if you majored in education there's like internships and yeah. like student yeah. teaching and like <laughs> and I don't in know, a lot of states, like a lot of states you can't even major in education anymore you have to get something on top of yeah. a bachelor's degree to be in education it's like spanish education or something like yeah. that like yeah. my major has nothing to do with education literally but i have to get i have to do a full two years after i get my bachelor's degree to be in education yeah like, what <laughs> sorry yeah i mean really most of the movie was them just having a hot cocoa cook-off and like and hanging out and being cute together and there just wasn't there wasn't a moment where i thought they weren't going to be together there wasn't a moment where i thought there was any conflict at all and so it was just kind of and i mean and it just defies belief that he would take this job as this as this yeah like he could be a commentator he could be a there's a million things that he could do uh and i mean he could if he's really a quarterback that just played in the super bowl then he could definitely be like a professional coach if he wanted for an nfl team and make millions of dollars a year so it, it's ridiculous. I didn't understand that either because he was like, I don't know what's going to happen to me next year. I don't know if I'm going to get traded or if I'm just going to get cut. And the only thing I could think about was like, well, I mean, is y'all salary cap bad? Like, okay, are you like $50 million of the salary cap? And they were just announced that it's only going to be like, what if you could go to another team and still make yeah, million like, dollars? Somebody else out there would want you or something. And I'm thinking, okay, because then he, at some point in the movie earlier, he says, I can't even go to the store without being bombarded. And what does this girl do? So I get maybe that's why he wanted to quit. He's tired of the crowd. He's tired of the fame. But what does this girl do? She signs him up for a public event where everybody's going to come bombard him. And I'm thinking, lady, he just said, I don't like crowds. And your big idea was, let's get a crowd around you. Well, and she's so mad when the Pauline Egan character does basically the same thing later on in the movie. And I don't really understand why she would have any problem. Like, obviously, they're in love. Obviously, they should get married. But, like, she hasn't even been living here in this town. So, if if he gets a job working for the NFL, then what's her problem? She doesn't even like yeah. her job. She, yeah. she doesn't like what she's doing. So, go and, go and, like, go together. Get married. Be happy. I don't know. It was just... It wasn't enough. They... Uh, but I did think that Trevor Donovan and Lenny Booth were charming, but it wasn't enough. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a slog. There was uh, another walkout scene. Mm-hmm. She put that entire event together to help promote the library. She gets one look at him 
and he may or may not be leaving afterwards. And instead of saying, are you leaving afterwards? She just gets up and leaves the event yeah. and goes to that yeah. treehouse to pout. Uh, and I'm thinking, that was your event. What is it with Hallmark leading ladies and wanting to pout about things? When yeah. they say you like, finish your commitment. Yeah. This is why Falling for You was so good. Because he still goes and does his thing that he has to do for his app that he's you know his his project is like respected by the script his job is respected by the script and he goes down there he still does his presentation but then he he's there and to support her as well like he figures it out he's like can we do the presentation a little bit earlier oh we can great let's do it and so like as opposed to i don't know just like most of these other scripts where it's just like i don't know you know people are just expected to drop everything and for just for love and uh and it just it'll feel really really artificial and it, particularly him taking uh taking this job felt very phony yeah it did so yeah it wasn't very good unfortunately so it's too bad to end winterfest on a not great note um yeah. what would you how many crowns do you give it amy uh 1.5 <gasps> i i get it uh what about you lisa i was a little bit more generous mainly mainly because i really liked um the dad um coach kerrigan ed um the librarian yeah and then also the relationship with the woman that played alice linda boyd i love her and i just i love anytime she's in a hallmark movie and i really liked their relationship and all that so i actually gave it three because it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I liked it better than uh, prin- the princess one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I will give it two crowns. Uh, so there you go. That's what I think it deserves. Because pretty much just for Trevor Donovan and Lindy Booth get each one crown. <laughs> They're very good, I thought. But there you go. So that's the uh, winter fest. We did it. <laughs> So let's talk about, so I would order my, I would rank them. I would say One Winter Proposal is my favorite. And then I would say Winter Love Story. And then Winter Castle, Winter Princess. And then a far, pretty far down, I'd say Snow Coming <laughs> for my ranking of them. Uh, what about you guys? What about you, Amy? How would you rank it? Um, so my top is Winter Love Story, then One Winter Proposal, then Winter Princess, then Winter Castle, which those two are kind of tied in my opinion, and then last is Snow Coming. Ah, very good. And Lisa? I had Winter Love Story at number one, uh, One Winter Proposal at number two, I had Winter Castle at number three, I had Snow Coming at number four, and I had a winter princess at number five. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks you guys so much for coming on the podcast, talking about these movies. Let us know what you thought of the Winterfest movies and, what, and how you would rank them. That would be really great. And uh, yeah, make sure you're following the podcast. We had our interview with Zach Hug on Monday. That was really fun for me to get to do. I really enjoyed talking with him, the writer of Road to Christmas and uh, so that one's fun and then we have on hallmark this weekend uh we have the new sam page vehicle uh the story of us which should be a lot of fun and the new emma fielding movie uh on hallmark movies and mysteries on sunday so lots of fun stuff to check out and uh, we will be talking next week on the podcast about 
the two mystery movies of January with my dad as the guest, which I'm so excited about. Yes, Amber will be back for that. Uh, so it should be really fun. So get ready for that. And uh, yeah, let us, again, let us know what you thought. And thanks so much. Uh, Lisa, how can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Girl Gone Hallmark. Great. And Amy? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Amy Craig. And then on YouTube, youtube.com slash Weekend All Stars. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. I And my blog where I have all my Sundance logs is 54 Disney Reviews. So check that out. And I am now on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very exciting. So a lot of fun stuff uh, to look at and the podcast. And thanks so much, ladies. And we will talk again soon. Bye. Bye.